0: Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. All right, Corey. Well, I'm very excited to interview you today. We had we've had a couple of conversations and just I missed each other a little bit, but we realized we're like 20 minutes away from each other. Um, I think my first question for you is, is walk us through how you decided to build an ASMR channel. And I think a lot of people that listen to my channel are, you know, podcast, whatever it is, are building a brand. They have something behind what it is that they're doing content for. And they're going that way. Yours, it seems like is maybe its own business. Can you kind of walk us through that?
1: Funny enough, I was going to have a different answer to what you just said, but yeah, thank you again for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah. So now, since you asked that question, I did actually have a business ASMR related. If, Okay. You guys don't know ASMR really quick stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Long, for drawn out acronym words for those relaxing, tingly feelings you get from hearing or and or seeing something satisfying. It's kind of like that back scratch, head massage feeling.
0: Okay.
1: Those like tingles it. you kind of get from that. I don't know if you you. That's why people like head massages and back scratches massages so much. But you get it via audio and or video. Okay. Something that's so anyways. Interesting. I didn't um, know that. Now, going back to your first question about how people create social media, especially nowadays, right? To to work on, you know, help the brand for free real estate on the social media just platforms uh, to help their brand. I that's what I was doing uh, back in 2020. I okay. really I went, okay, I gotta be on social media. And then 2021, February, March, I was like, okay, it was an ASMR business. And I went, okay. For it to work, I, I love ASMR, I love watching it, I've watched it since twenty fourteen. Okay. I my I myself have to become an ASMR artist and I actually had doubts. I was like, I just that's not me, bro. Like I love being a consumer, not gonna be a creator for it, just wanna create the business. I did it and now I'm the most influential male ASMR creator on TikTok in the world. And that's then I've utilized my TikTok to grow the YouTube. Okay. So yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. So what was what was the business the ASMR business? Is it still running or has this kind of taken um, over? It's
1: you? still technically running. It's an ASMR app. And okay. uh, still trying to figure out the because I, I just I make more of an income and um have a, such a big community that right now it's like I would need help. I would need my, you know, dad and I both kind of worked on it together. I would need my dad's help. Um I I would need so much and it's just so much time so much time and if something already works, why leave it right away to do something else? That type of thing. So yeah, I plus I just love my community that I've uh, grown.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think that's looking at a lot of creators want to create a channel to become a business and like, you know, grow like, hey, I'm just going to create content. And it's like what they don't mm-hmm. realize is most of the time, those that are actually really successful have a business that the Channel is growing like you can make money. I mean, obviously, you are making money, but having something behind that. But I think you found kind of something you like a little bit better. So, um, on TikTok, most influential ASMR, um, man, anyway, there's I've, I've seen a lot of women doing it. I've yes, I, not very many men doing it, especially not with over a million um, subscribers. I think you're at what 1.4 million on TikTok, something like that. 1.3, 1.3. trying to get to 3. 1.4. Okay, really, really close. Um, how. How did you get to such a large following on TikTok? I know a few people have you know, gotten over the million mark, but for an ASMR channel, I feel like that's not an easy feat.
1: No, yeah, you're right. It's, it's very niched. Um, a big reason, well, there's a lot of reasons why. One, I, I'm just, I, and excuse this might come off as a little arrogant. I don't know, and I mean it very nicely, is I believe and I know I'm a different kind of breed. Yeah. Right. So basically there's that, you know, there's those Markipliers, there's those Mr. Beasts, there's the, uh, the right as the name, Ryan Trahan, mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's you, there's so many people, uh, that when you, you kind of have those little projects, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is, you kind of have those little projects or those big projects. And once you kind of start researching, getting everything about the project, once it's like almost quote unquote done, right. You move on to the next thing. You're, you're just inspired. You're just ready for the next creative task. You're ready to research more. You're ready to do that. That has been a big reason why I'm so successful on TikTok and YouTube and so influential is that whatever it is, whether it's the content, whether it's going live, because I love going live, um, I just try to make it better and better and better. And I'm just obsessed with it. And I know that's kind of the generalized answer to that question. But now to get more specific, I going live on TikTok is a game changer. Really? Okay. Yes, going Even live now.
0: On... I've heard. I back a while back. I knew it was. I had a lot of people tell me like, "Hey, go live." And lately, it seems like that's less the case. Is that still working for you really well? Still the case? So but...
1: I, I will be honest. Um, TikTok. I, I don't know if it's because it's a you know oversaturated market type of thing or. Mm-hmm because of Twitch getting, you know, bigger or YouTube streaming, um, I, I still, I, I have kind of dipped a little bit in concurrent views and total views, but even to this day, I'll let you know when it's different, but even to this day, my opinion has not changed. Okay. TikTok being the greatest marketing platform in the world, still marketing platform, right? Um, very different than community building, very different than any other, you know, Thing right down the sales funnel, blah blah blah. Yeah. But TikTok is still the greatest marketing platform, and TikTok Live is such a good way to sell to get your name out there, get your brand out there. Um, uh, again, I also stream on YouTube, but TikTok Live gives me way more concurrent views than YouTube, way yeah.
0: more. No, and that's and that's fair. I mean, I what I like, I consult some of the best entrepreneurs, thought leaders, podcasters on YouTube in the world. And so creating content for me is kind of on the back burner, but YouTube live is the one feature, the one feature of YouTube. I really feel like they missed the mark. Um, there, there are exceptions, but usually a YouTube video, if you go live, if you stream it rather than post it, it'll die in a week or two it compared to what it could have done. If you posted it anyway, I feel like TikTok's different in that way where you really get people showing up and YouTube, it just they, they could do, they could do so, so many cool things with it and they just really haven't. But it sounds like you still have some success with YouTube streaming, just not as much as TikTok.
1: Yes. So, you know, it's, success is subjective. I do, you know, but you are correct. YouTube, I, I think what's going on with YouTube right now, they're so immersed with taking over TikTok. They want to take over TikTok. This is my guess, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not for sure. Right. But I would say it's an educated guess to say that YouTube is trying to just take TikTok over with the shorts, and they're probably putting a lot of their manpower and their money and their time into just beating out TikTok. I think their next—and I—I this is just my guess, right? I think their next step—they're so good at long-form content already. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some little things you can add to it, but you can't. It's already so good. Yeah. YouTube Shorts is just getting better. I'm—I've noticed in my own analytics, my I'm getting most of my views from Shorts and most of my subscribers from Shorts. So, you know, they're bettering the the YouTube Shorts algorithm and everything about that. I think the next thing that they're going to work on is streaming. I mean, they already got the YouTube TV. They already got the YouTube this, that, and the other red premium music podcast, whatever the heck. They got all these things. The next big thing is to take down Twitch and TikTok Live. Yeah. I believe that. So that's why I kind of just went hard up the YouTube I again I could do Twitch, I could do more TikTok live, but it just doesn't feel right to me. It, yeah. YouTube seems feels the most right to me and making those streams more professional than the TikTok streams. I use a phone for TikTok streams still to this day.
0: Okay.
1: I use Streamlabs, OBS, camera for my streaming on YouTube. So I, I just think I believe in YouTube and Google. They have so much money and they're not going away anytime soon whatsoever. Yeah. I don't believe as much in TikTok, I'll be honest. Even though, you know, I got the blanket, the TikTok live
0: blanket and all that yeah, and stuff. I've sweet. taught
1: on TikTok Lives platform. YouTube is just so superior. They'll find a way. They always do.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's what's also interesting is that I mean, I, I like your analysis there of YouTube potentially going to lives because um, right now the fastest growing segment of videos on YouTube is the one to three hour range. Like they're really pushing really long content. And so mm-hmm. lives are, I mean, typically you're not just going live for an hour. You're going live for three, four, five, eight hours, whatever it is. Like the, the people who are doing this all day, every day professionally. So, um, I like that. I think that's, that's interesting. So I know people listening to this are wondering, how are you making money doing ASMR and not having an app, not having something you're selling? So how... How does that work? Like walk us through whatever you're comfortable with, but how are you oh, making yeah. money doing this?
1: Yeah, so man, uh, I I have a good amount of income streams, right? Okay. And no, yeah, right. I'm I'm comfortable talking about this. Yeah. Uh so I just have to list them out. That's the that's the tough part. The so let's start with TikTok side of things, right? Okay. And then I'll get to YouTube and everything else. Uh TikTok. Obviously, creator fun, kind of garbage, you probably know. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but still Still make a few hundred bucks every month from TikTok Creator Fun, which is fine. You know, it buys my beer. Yeah. Uh, TikTok brand deals. Okay. I get brand deals. I get, I would have to say, and I'm blessed for this reason, uh, I would have to say probably out of all the, definitely top three for sure, but probably out of all male ASMR content creators, I get the most amount of brand deals in the world on TikTok. That's um, awesome. I still have not seen one. And I'm friends with so many. So, yeah, brand deals on TikTok are nice. They come in pretty regularly. I don't even have to go get them too often. TikTok live donations, all those silly animations that you see on TikTok live. TikTok subscribers, where they pay me per month subscriber.
0: Um, Do they get anything special when they pay you to be a subscriber? Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah, so I'm very creative with my emotes, my emojis that I make. I love creating them because it, it, it's almost like it really brings the community together. So they get emote privileges where they can just drop funny emotes. And then three times per month on different days, I will do a sub-only chat live stream. So okay. people can watch. I, I did one last night. They can watch, but only subscribers can chat. So yeah, I kind of give those privileges out. And then one every two-hour stream that I do... Um, I always have like a, a spot for subscriber requests that want to see something, you know, whatever they want to see, their ASMR triggers. But yeah, that's kind of some of the bigger perks that they get. But anyways, uh they also a lot of people also, because they don't want TikTok to take a percentage of what I make, they also mm-hmm. send to my PayPal. So okay. having a PayPal link's big, link tree or who dot b or link r, whatever you use. Yeah. Uh, put PayPal up there. Um i think that's about it tiktok is now i am very i'm very impressed with tiktok you know i've been crapping on tiktok a lot and they definitely probably didn't hear me because i'm not that big but they have changed a little bit they were they're now starting to not they were giving out these notifications about hey check out this new donation animation it's like we don't care about donation animations bro we care about you know growing the community like i it blows my mind it's like that's why youtube is better than you but they did this thing for creators where, you know, if you have a certain amount of subscribers, you make an extra little bit amount of money, which is okay. You're actually doing something for the creator. Uh, wow. But anyway, so I, I guess a little bit of that now going to YouTube again, YouTube AdSense pays me very well. Uh, way more than TikTok creator fun. Uh, YouTube live stream AdSense as well. Donations, memberships, the monthly memberships like subscribers.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I think I said live donations. Uh, They also go to my PayPal even on YouTube. Brand deals on YouTube are heavy hitting. Definitely, on average, pay me more than TikTok, Um, funny enough, even though I get way more views on TikTok. So, yeah, the brand deals are heavy hitting. Uh, I think that's about it.
0: Okay. Okay. I think that's, and I mean, that's a fair amount. I I think something interesting that you said there is that like people go to your PayPal and pay you money outside of, I mean, they just, they want to support you. And like too often when someone's trying to build their social media from, You know, trying to support their company or their brand, like, hey, well, we're we're marketing, we're we're trying to push our thing, and sometimes end up creating on the worst end that I'm seeing just straight up commercials (laughs) as YouTube videos or TikTok videos, and maybe slightly better where they, you know, create somewhat of a helpful post that pushes their product. But you've done something where you've created a community of people that like you as a person so much, you as a brand so much that they're willing to go out of their way off of the website and pay you money just to support you. Um, are there one or two things you feel like have really contributed to that?
1: Yeah. Um, and th- you are 100% correct. That's what I teach some of my clients, right? And that's what I just teach on a daily. Even I'll say it on my live stream is I want to go back to that. Cause that's really good is that a lot of these brands, businesses, small business, even people, They'll make this super commercialized video thing. And we just want to see kind of the real you. Like mm-hmm. what, I don't know if you're um, immersed right now in TikTok very heavily. Um, you should go check out like Wendy's, for example. Wendy's. Okay. They, they straight up went, okay, we understand that. What we're going to do now is we're going to make a roasting TikTok. So they roast other businesses, companies, people. They're roasting them. Like, straight yeah. up, they have a Wendy's girl that's animated, like uh, like the Snapchat, uh, yeah. I don't know what they're called, but yeah, like that. And she has the Wendy's background behind, but she's, like, roasting people. It's, like, so good, yeah. right? It's real. It's so funny. It's things I want to see as entertainment, and it makes me think of Wendy's every time I think of roasting or something funny.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, it's funny that you say that. Anyways, um, going back to that second thing, now, uh, why, I guess, having you know, how I have that influence on people, um, and people just want to support the mission, want to support my cause. And they'll go as far as going to my, pay- going, going off the live stream or going onto their PC while they're l- watching me live on their phone or whatever, uh, going to my PayPal and sending me, you know, donation money. I, I just honestly, I'm real, you know, it, I don't, and I don't try to do this thing. I don't try to make people feel uncomfortable. When the moment in sales, social media, whatever it is, the moment you make them feel uncomfortable, like they almost should do this or they have mm-hmm. to do this, that's where you've lost. That yeah. is right where you've lost. Is so I I make it a point a lot of the time, probably on average once per stream, I'll straight up say, hey, like, because there's so many people that go, Corey, I wish I can donate to you, and I'll go don't (laughs) straight up just if you can't do it like don't yeah and then people will be like Corey, should i send it like a huge donation of this amount of this magnitude i'll be like no (laughs) save your money bro that's what i will literally say and people people support the the cause the mission where my my intentions are and i think that's very underlooked because people people will t- kind of take it the other way around and go, hey, I'll do this ASMR thing. I'll do this thing on live if you send me this donation. And that's good. That's fine. I'm not crapping on them. But I think yeah. that's almost like, it's like almost an expectation. Like you don't want that at a when you go buy a car from a car salesman. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want that because um, you feel uncomfortable or any salesman. Um, same thing with social media.
0: Too often, I mean, when we're looking at what like, If you're an entrepreneur, if you have a business, you're solving a problem for money, like someone's paying you so you can continue to solve the problem that you solve because they think it's valuable enough for someone to be solving it. And I think often it's like, okay, well, I sell a $100 product and it's giving $120 worth of value. And so you're... You're just I mean, you're making it. You're like people are paying for it because if they have a hundred dollar problem or a hundred and twenty dollar problem, hundred and fifty dollar problem and they can solve it for a hundred dollars, okay, maybe they'll buy it. But if you're providing the solution to a thousand dollar problem for a hundred dollars and so for you, I mean, helping people to relax, to calm down, to feel good, to be able to I mean, sometimes even just get through work. I mean, maybe it's they're too stressed out and they can't do that and you're able to calm them and relax them. That is life-changing for some people. And so sending you a little bit of money to support you isn't a big deal. And when you're running a business, if like, for me, you can't buy a one-off session with me, I will do it for free. I will come on your podcast or you're a client. Like there's no, you can't be like, Hey, like, I just, I just need like an analysis, please. I'll pay you your rate. I don't care. It's like, no, I'll do it for free. If there's enough value there, then you can come be a client. And so I'm solving, you know, a five, Usually, the people I'm working with, it's you know five or ten thousand dollar problem for free, and it's like, oh my gosh, they just give me like, what does paid look like then? And so then they become a client, and like with what you have, people want to pay you, they want to support you, they want your thing to keep going because it solves a problem they can't pay for anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. they can't buy that salute I mean, ADHD drugs or things like that. Like they can maybe try. A- I've tried some of those hate them. Like if you find something like that, where all I have to do is pop on a pair of headphones and I can concentrate and I can listen and I can get my work done. Oh my gosh, that's worth so much money because I was already trying to buy a solution. So I really like that you've built something really, really special. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You said you've been going really, really hard on YouTube and you've been understanding that a bit more. Walk us through transition there. What, what you're learning on YouTube that you feel like is important for people that, that want to grow on YouTube to know.
1: Yes. So funny enough that you said the ADHD thing, right? Because my girlfriend makes fun of me all the time for having ADHD in a fun way, not in a demeaning way or anything like that. Um, And so whenever I have undiagnosed ADHD, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD, I can't remember anything. I, I I, I need my moderators in my streams to help me remember what the next thing is, even though she said it. Yeah. (laughs) 10 seconds ago, you know, uh, and I need to, I always, for me, my, my, I guess my thing is while I'm working, especially so I don't get head tired, Mm -hmm. I'll have something to drink, whether it's a coffee, a decaf coffee, a tea, a sparkling water, anything like that, that just having that right there keeps me going. But anyway, it's funny enough. So that also applies to my life with social media. So I was kind of going, you know, TikTok and YouTube heavy in 2022. And I realized in 2023 how, you know, Sorry, TikTok, but like kind of how dumb they've been acting. Mm-hmm. And when I mean dumb, I mean, oh, hey, guys, check out creators. We made a new animation. We don't care about the animations, bro. Tell us how to monetize better. Tell us how to get more brand deals. Tell us how we can grow our community within and looking outside in. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God, YouTube is just going to take them over, especially with YouTube shorts. Now, I make more money per thousand views with YouTube shorts than I do TikTok. So what's the what the heck is the point? Yeah. So I, I, I learned that very fast, very, 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 very quickly. I was probably one of the first ASMR artists that did not get sucked in by this whole, you know, this whole, here's a dollar, you know, like the fishing thing, like yeah get, get the dollar. Oh, you know, like that quick <laughs> cash thing. It's not working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With TikTok. So I realized that very, very quickly. And I realized that in 2022. So I went, okay, 2023, I'm going to really make it a point almost as like a resolution. Um, uh, to how to go even further with the YouTube because at that point I was around the in January 1st maybe like 170,000 I don't remember exactly subscribers and so I made it a point to really push the YouTube videos so that meant so much research with trying to you know make a good title make a good thumbnail Change up the ways I was doing my ASMR videos on YouTube and kind of almost like, again, I don't want to be the Mr. Beast, Markiplier, Ludwig, all these people that I look up to as YouTube creators. I don't want to be like them exactly, but I want to learn a thing or two. So I consumed a lot of a lot of YouTube. Sorry. And I was like, okay, how are they starting their videos? How are they hooking them in? And then how do they tell the story within from that hook and keep them in there? So I was studying, I was, while I was working out, I was listening to people uh, talk about the YouTube stuff, thumbnails, titles, learning all that. And I'm now really getting my views, like, especially the last five to eight videos have like accelerated um, because I'm understanding what makes someone want to click a video at the very beginning. And then I changed up my video style a little bit because the live streams are the ones that, so live streams, I'm doing like longer content, obviously, and I'm doing more rambling content and more, you know, just me being personable more so. And I realized, okay, if I do the same thing with videos, then what's the point? What's the difference? So with the video call, the videos, it's more, it's less rambling, more ASMR jam packed, uh, more cuts, uh, just less wasting time, basically. And, yeah. I, at the intro, I, a lot of ASMR artists, you probably don't watch too much ASMR. Mm -hmm. A lot of ASMR artists will start with the video where they just, you know, you know, kind of do this, they whisper, they talk about the intro and it's too long. I straight up will just get right in the video. If Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my intro, it's going to be fast and I'm going to start with the first trigger. I'm not going to do this finger snap thing anymore. Like I changed a lot of that and that hooks you in, that hooks you in because once you feel those ASMR tingles, once you feel relaxed from it, right from the get go, you're staying. Mm-hmm. I don't, And I realized real quick, and I love this part, and a lot of you viewers can take from this, right? Figure out ways to not let someone go away or look away. Starting with your thumbnail, especially on that up next column, that YouTube home area. Your thumbnail, don't let them leave from your thumbnail. Don't let them leave from your title. After they click the video, don't let them leave from the hook. And then don't let them leave from the story. And if you can get those four things, maybe five, six, seven, once, you know, you get those four things, you're, you're, you're a beast, you're a different breed, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of that, a lot of research in 2023 that I've learned myself. And it's like, so cool. It's so cool. My view, my views have, my views, subscribers, my revenue gone up. And I kind of have been applying that to my streams as well. Now I'm adding more of a storytelling element than just going live. I mean... You got to take every aspect of that seriously. And that's, yeah, my subscribers views have just went up big time.
0: That's really cool. And I was looking at, and so, I mean, a few things that you said there that 100% go over with clients, even if you are trying to build a personal, like there are a few things with YouTube that are essential, like getting right to the point, keeping people on. When we talk about, say, if you have a personal brand, you have things that you believe that other people don't. It's not, hey, welcome back. It's not, my name is. Like, you start with a powerful opinion. You want to kick people in the teeth and stop them. It's like, whoa, like, I'm in for a real video. Like, what is this? And if someone wants ASMR, if I want to relax, and you're going to take a minute to get into the part where I can relax, like, I'm already stressed enough. I'm now worrying if you're going to get into me being able to relax instead of you getting right to the point, which I love. I love that. Um, I'm looking at your... um, channel right now and looking at your videos. So your posted videos get way more views than your lives, which I expect that's, that's really how YouTube works with lives. It's kind of they missed the mark there but question i do have because we i do this a lot with clients is when they go live if there is a reason for them to go live and i only recommend it if they're like hey i don't care if this video dies in two weeks there's an important announcement or we're launching our book or there's a an important video coming out and i want to get as many people on the channel as possible so i can send them to the video coming up um very very few reasons to but occasionally we do but for yours I, longer content is better um especially if if I'm trying to relax ASMR. There's a few things that really long content as well. So I'm wondering if you take your live streams and you edit them into videos or if you're just leaving them as a live stream, because I mean, edit, meaning take out some of the stuff that you feel like is only live appropriate, um, but then posting them as long videos that way. Are you you using them that way or how are you? Kind of the
1: Ludwig, kind of the Ludwig special, Uh, the way Ludwig does. it. I don't know if you know that Uh, Ludwig does that exact same thing. Okay, that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I actually separate, and y- I'm not saying this is the way to do it because there's probably better ways. It's just, I feel the most comfortable doing it this way. I separate my videos v- very heavily from the live streams. Okay. Um, I still haven't figured out which one's further down that what you call sales funnel live streaming typically is more further down the sales funnel, or I guess some sort of funnel community funnel type of thing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I, I try to separate them. I have a topic or a story as a lot of people, a lot of good creators have learned to know, like having that storytelling aspect of it, having its own story, each video or live stream. Um, I, I like to separate it. I don't like to take, edit the live stream and then put it as a video. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, that's
0: just not me. Okay, I I'm looking here and I'm I'm getting like sucked into Zach consultant <laughs> mode, but like, um, well, I would test it. Look at a long one, really long one. Either your 12 hour live stream, um, maybe your latest, you know, like two hour, almost two hour one, and. Change change the thumbnail, change the title, post it as a video. Because when I'm looking at your live streams, the most popular live stream you have has 96,000 views. When I look at your videos, you have a video that was posted two days ago that has 30,000 views. And your most popular video is 433,000 views. So the videos posting are working a lot better. But you are after community. You do like that live interaction. So there is... There's another way we can do this, which I don't usually recommend for clients, but with you, it might work. Um, maybe we can chat, well, actually chat about it briefly now, but if you have questions later, we can get into details. But um, if you make a video and you premiere it, you can sit there in the live chat and chat with people back and forth. You can't interact live like video wise. So maybe that's not quite your style and that that's just fine. But um, posting these lives, it, the, some of these lives are gold and they're just YouTube's discoverability for lives. Sucks, brick. They need to fix it. That's the one. Oh, Very I hate true. They Very do true. it. Um, anyway, off my soapbox. Um, but I love, I love what you've got going on here. It's, it's really cool. Um, so when you're thinking about who you're creating content for, um, you know, when we're we're building a business, we're solving a problem. We know kind of this avatar. Who, who is it that you're really making these ASMR videos for?
1: So, whenever someone asks, whenever someone asks, hey. Corey, like what kind of asmr content should i make because there's different kinds of asmr and you've probably learned maybe watching one video is i'm a faster type of guy Mm -hmm. i make fast asmr content adhd asmr content that's just who i am so i i i don't i don't make slow asmr because it's just i don't I like listening most to fast this style of ASMR, very creative, very random, very quick, hit, heavy hitting, next one type of thing. So, what makes me relax? What makes me feel the best? I'm just going to do because I'm more passionate about it. And yeah. so that's that's the audience. It's it's that fast ASMR, heavy hitting, quick tingles, that type of stuff.
0: Okay, no, I like yeah. that. And I think I think that's a common trait with ADHD. Um, I listen to everything on two X speed. Sometimes books are a little faster if I can if i have wow. the option um but also music like i listen to like the crazy heavy like you know 160 beats per minute screamo music that people are like if i listen to this i'm going to go crazy and i'm like i am now zen like yeah <laughs> like it's just it it's some people like your brain is going 160 miles an hour and so you need something fast to keep up with your brain for you to feel like okay i can i can calm down a little bit so you have a niche there i, I like that Thanks. Yeah. So what, what's next? What are you, what are you working on? What are you hoping to do? Cause it sounds like you've transitioned. You're still using TikTok. I mean, you have got, you're coming up on 1.4 million, but what, what's the game plan for 2023? It sounds like YouTube's heavy on that list.
1: Very, very. And it's still YouTube. So funny enough, and I'll give you guys some Intel, right? You're I'll give your audience Intel. And Again, like you said, I am super niched. My 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 community is very niched, and especially more niche because a lot of my YouTube subscribers. One thing I was very good at, and I'm considered the pioneer of, especially males, is bringing my ASMR audience to my YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I
1: was I was the first one to do it. Probably the best way to do. It. Like I just I did it, and so. That was, so then there, you know, it's a double, I guess, is that the right term? Double-edged sword, I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. not good at that, those sayings. But basically, it, there's pros and cons. The mm-hmm. pros is that you're you're marketing your, your, you know, separate platforms and you're trying to build on ju- not just one platform. The con is that a lot of your following is from TikTok. So then most of them watch TikTok first, or at least mm-hmm. TikTok consumes more of their day than just YouTube. Yeah. So now, my next goal, okay, I thought about that and I was like, okay, I can do this thing. I can kind of keep chasing my tail and trying to get more and more subscribers from TikTok. Or now I can really focus on trying to get viewers on YouTube mainly to subscribe to me so they can, you know, they're on YouTube already. Yeah. And what better way to do it with a super niche community is to be like, okay, who are some comps? Who are some ASMR artists that are kind of like mine? That I will not say. But yeah. um, what what content creators are just like mine? You can go to your YouTube analytics and see who your viewers are also watching. Hint, hint. Probably should do that. Yeah. And then I, with my assistant, we had our meeting yesterday. This literally happened yesterday. I go, okay, what are we gonna do about you know these two or three individuals? How do we capture their audience and share viewers? And he actually taught me something. He goes. Straight up, just look at his, look at their YouTube, you know, like go on incognito mode, go on private browsing and see what their viewers are watching when they see that person's video. Mm-hmm. If you don't show up in their next like three or four or five videos, your people aren't watching you as much that are watching them. So how do you combat that? We were kind of looking around in a video and there was one word that we shared, one word as in the title one keyword and we went that's what we got to do so what now what what we are doing is okay i want to not kind of recreate the wheel more so just share viewers especially ones that are like-minded that like the same content and share the same keywords in the title do the same topic credit them obviously if it's if it's like the same title say almost same video style but start sharing the video start sharing the ideas start using the keywords that people that are just like your content use. And then from there, you will get recommended more on their videos on the up next column. And okay. I learned that literally yesterday. So there you go, there's your there's there's the intel for your viewers and uh, your clientele. <laughs> I
0: love it, I love it. And that's, that's actually really similar to one of the strategies that we use um, when you look at, so I would have to go into your analytics, but there's a section where we can see what videos are suggesting your videos. Hmm. If your videos aren't suggesting your own videos, we've got a problem. There's a few things we need to fix there. Once that happens though, which at 201,000 subscribers, I'm assuming a good amount of your videos are suggesting your own videos. The next thing though, is to look at videos that have more views than subscribers in the area like that basically find a video that you think you would make with more views than subscribers. And then, I mean, mimic the title. You can even copy the title if you want. The problem with titles that people don't understand is that they think that the title makes a big difference. In the longer content range, and ASMR might be slightly different. I have to, my, my business partner Evan Carmichael, I'd have to chat with him about this. But 70% of people, at least in the education space, the podcast space, the long form, you know, 20, 30 minutes plus, 70% of them make the decision to watch your video just based on the thumbnail alone. They don't ever read your title. And so... Titles are, are more for YouTube at this point than anything else. Maybe to provide a little clarity on what the video is about, but usually it's just that thumbnail. And so if you can say, hey, this video over here, they have you know 100,000 subscribers and 150,000 views. I'm just going to copy the title over here. My video is similar. It's my version of it. I'm not watching. I'm not copying their stuff. I just want to tell YouTube these two videos are very similar. And so it'll say, whoa, this title is the same. Let's test this video as a suggestion after this video mm. and you show up on their pit, you show up after the video, show up on the side. You like, that's where you get to be able to show up. And I don't know how many ASMR channels there are like yours or bigger than yours, but something you can do. And it doesn't matter if the channel has a thousand subscribers or a million, if it has more views than, sub- than subscribers, that's like very specific topic is underserved because they're getting a majority of the views. And so uh, something that you can, you can copy there. Dude, we could dig into your analytics. I would have a heyday, I'm sure. Um,
1: but yeah, no, that's interesting. I wrote, I wrote some of that down. That's very interesting. And I, I did want to say that's funny that you say that. I did want to say that the we realized this on accident,
0: mm-hmm. kind
1: of, right? Because when we were at private browsing with this certain person, I again, I'm not going to disclose all the yeah. content creators, but we realized with this one person that's doing very well and Uh, has kind of that same niche. We were doing that private browsing, you know, going to the next video, going to the next video, looking at the up next, going to the next video, looking at the up next until there's one video that pops up. And it was because of one freaking keyword. Accidentally, we realized that's why we went, oh my God, if you just straight up, and like you said, just copy the title of let's say your own videos, especially the videos that were really heavy hitting in the past or Mm -hmm. someone else's that are at least somewhat heavy hitting. Um if you just share keywords and you have the same niche, almost the same audience, or as you believe, you'll be in more more and more on the up next. And I kind of somewhat realized that. I was like, wow, fun on kind of on accident, even though I was researching it. So it was yeah. really interesting. It was eye-opening yesterday. I was like, wow, okay, on to the next project. I already started working on thumbnails, titles. Um and I realized I was kind of doing this thing where I was uploading videos and I was making the thumbnails the same day. Okay. That was a mistake. Yeah. I I now make thumbnails days beforehand and, you know, on a piece of paper. So I can, like, use a pen. I can scrap it. I go, I don't like that. And, yeah. you know, move on, you know, to the next idea. And I do this for all my live streams and my
0: videos as well. So... That's awesome. I love that. Then there's... Oh, dude, we could talk about A-B testing on your thumbnail. Like, so many things um but uh before i get get sucked back into consulting mode um one thing i did have that i I wanted to chat about is how important email is to be able to pull people over to your videos i don't know if it would work for your channel um do you have like when people sign up when they subscribe when they pay money do you have an email list where you're sending them extra value you're doing things that way um on a regular basis
1: yeah so again it's I'm not going to say it works or doesn't work. It probably works better.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of that thing where it's like you got to pick your battles and mm-hmm. feel what you believe is the best for you. may not be the best overall and get you the most views and get you the most subscribers, but what's best for you because you don't have all the time in the world. I, I don't. I know you don't. Um, we don't have all the time in the world. If we did, man, we, we'd accomplish all these things what we're talking about. But my next, one of my next projects, I will say, is because I, 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 I love Ludwig. I, I love Ludwig's content. The funny part is a lot of people like, and this is off in a tangent. I know I talk off in a tangent all the time. Uh, the funny part about content creators, especially streamers, is that you for you to watch a stream, for you to click on more than one stream of another YouTube content creators and to become a member, monthly member and all this stuff, it means that you, like, you just want to be their friend. You want mm-hmm. to be a part of their, really a part of the community. For me, that's actually not the case. I just, I think Ludwig is just funny. I, I don't really need to be his friend. Right? I've no, never, no. never really had a desire to be his, I just like Ludwig's content. But anyways, that was a tangent, sorry. Uh, no, really- now, in regards to that, in the email list, he does, instead of an email list, he does a Discord. And at the, if you go to any of his streams, at the very beginning of a stream, he goes, which I actually disagree with, he goes, "Hey guys, you know, I started the video I started the live stream. What's up?" says a hello hello to a few people in the chat. But then he goes, "All right, let me tell the uh, my Discord that I'm live right now." And he'll like go on his phone and text it out, drop the URL of the live stream, blah 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 while he's on live. Again, I disagree with doing that cuz for me especially with my content, I'm not as big as him. I don't have a big a community like his. Mm-hmm. But I'll just do that right before I go live. So I'm, my next project is the Discord as opposed to an email list. But I definitely should do an email list. It's just, yeah, you pick your battles of which one is the best for you right now. And Discord would definitely be that.
0: Yeah. And I I think there's a, an interesting thing where we chat about email. But either way, whatever you choose, you need to be in contact with, with your audience your community, your audience, like having that touch and you do it with the lives a lot. And so, um, you know, I think if anyone's listening to this, that's, that's a key component that we can learn from you, that community is everything, you know, being in contact with them and building that community where there's, I mean, a feel and it, it's alive. Like it, it, it's a need, um, someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, cool. I'm sold. I need to hop on YouTube this year. I need to create more. What, what one tip would you leave them?
1: Be interesting. Like, like and, 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 you know, that comes off as kind of mean, (laughs) but it's like, it's like, again, like I talked about, don't give a reason to have someone click away the whole process of clicking the video or no, even see before clicking the video, before clicking the video, clicking the video watching the video don't give them a reason to leave and i'm still working on that myself right especially 2023 it's just been crazy just so many so many things i'm learning uh about my own content don't give a reason to click away and when you start learning more and more about it you know start don't don't like think about big picture actually just go dive deep into every single little thing, make it its own project to research and to watch other creators, especially in your space, um, watch creators that are not in your space that are know exactly what to do. Hint, hint, like Mr. Beast, you give that, you don't give them that reason to leave, make good content, boom, you're, I mean, you, you, you got the package, now you just grow, grow your community within.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. I've learned a ton. And um, down below, everyone, if you want to check Corey out, go hear some ASMR. All of his links, YouTube, TikTok, everywhere is going to be down there. Uh, And we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks again. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a -a five-figure-a-month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.